It's the Instant Reacts podcast, the season-long reacts, and the gang's all here. Greg Armstrong, Mitch Stormer, Matt Randazzo, Corey Kuffler, and Brian Stocking. It's a full house. It's week nine. We're calling in. We're calling in everybody here. This is a, we got to get the reaction for everybody. Mitch, first of all, your Morrison Mustangs are back in the playoffs. Are you celebrating? There's the helmet. For those for those on the audio, Mitch has the helmet in hand. That looks good, Mitch. Was that your helmet? Yeah, this is mine. Wow, that looks good. And look at your sticker, your Morrison sticker is flawless on there. Yeah, the front, the front got a little banged up, but that's the only kind of blemish on it. So yeah, this this one's in good shape. I had other ones that were not as uh, as well intact. So this one's this was the keeper. As a Riverdale Ram, that's that brings back bad memories from yeah. my high school era. Yeah. Hey, is that one blemish from the one tackle you made? <laughs> <laughs> to say that I had one tackle is probably generous, honestly. Um, <laughs> they they kept me off that side of the ball, so uh, for good reason. <laughs> So, uh, Mitch, how you doing? How was how was Twitter? First of all, we got to give a shout out the best, the best of the best on Twitter. Brian Stocking and Mitch Stormer. I don't know which one to say first. You guys are killing it on a Friday night. It's kind of like a dueling scoreboards. Like, but but Brian's got to worry about. I called him Brian. That's weird. Yeah. Stocking's got to worry about Iowa. Mitch, you don't have to worry about that. Right. Uh, a better job than I do. Honestly. Oh, honestly, he does because he he he's got tie-ins and scores that I, that I don't even have. So he I don't have. Yeah, I don't have the uh, the stockpile gold, but uh, you've got you've got much more going on on a Friday night than I do. So uh, if, we, I, if I happen to get stop a score, this quick... love fest. <laughs> can we stop this nonsense? You know what's amazing? I'm being truthful though. You know what's amazing is that uh, who knew that whatever what 15 years ago, Mitch, when you were an intern at Channel Six. And you said, man, someday I just want to be as good as Brian Stocking. And here you are. You've lived up to yeah. those lofty goals. Where it all That's where it all started. And that's why Dazzo's kind of being a grump tonight because <laughs> the, four of us, the four of us were doing this, you know, 15 years ago, and he was on the outside looking in. So uh, nice nice to have you, Dazzo. Nice to you to be here. You silenced Dazzo. Didn't you? No, I just – I hey. If you, I figured if you can't beat him, join him. That's why you all joined me. That's true. That's, that's, true. Is that's true. true. That's there's a little truth in that. No, maybe hey, way. we always give credit to Dan Pearson. We're all yeah. on one. We're all on one side, and that's one. We're all on one team, and that's Team Pearson. So, so it's funny that you bring up Dan Pearson. Yes, this is what I've been waiting for all so, day. So, uh, for those who listen every week to the Instant Reacts podcast, I apologize. It- <laughs> Especially for this week, right? So it was uh, a few weeks back now where we decided that Brian Stocking needs needs to update his Twitter bio because you you lead you lead in news you lead with the the top story. Yeah, but you're news, un- you also have unlimited characters. I have 160 that I deal with. Okay, well, Bri- what does it say? Read his now. Okay, Dan Pearson has some. Dan Pearson, uh, former uh, sports reporter, anchor at Channel Six. Your longtime uh, co- colleague, you were the intern at Channel Six, the the intern that never really left, Doc. You know, my mentor. Yeah, mentor. Yep, your Will mentor. You he doesn't want that. Don't pin yeah. him. On, don't pin yourself on him. So when we're looking for titles for Brian Stocking uh, for Twitter, here we go. Dan Pearson suggests scoreboard potential Twitter job titles. How about? Scoreboard stockpiler. I love it. Okay. Love We're off to a good yeah. start. How about Fool's Gold Miner? Yes. <laughs> no. Yes. Fool's Gold Miner. Um, let's see. As uh as a former student assistant, formerly known as Stats Guy, but he insists on staff guy. So even Dan knows that story. <laughs> I am staff guy. That's <laughs> I can help that you guys weren't there. Uh Tom Cornelis called you the graduate intern. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and a few other things, probably. <laughs> How about the Port Bryan Authority? Oh, <laughs> nice. We got the two wallet wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Walt Garrison had two wallets. So who you is carry that? one. Yeah, Walt, who is that? Walt Garrison was a running back for the Cowboys, uh, and he also was in the rodeo 
And he would have two wallets. He had one in one boot and one in the other boot. Look at how mad he is at me that I didn't know who Walt Garrison was. Yeah, well, <laughs> no. should. He so was. You should. He's a Hall of Famer. Where He's do you keep player. your wallets? In my pockets. Front pockets. In your front pockets? Yeah. Well, when you no, have it's... as much money as stock no, the wallets true. are so big. That's yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, Dan Pearson throws it back to the 1993 movie, The Pelican Briefcase. <laughs> I never watched that movie, so that's a lost reference. Who did be the okay. Pelican Briefcases? And, and Dan says it's fitting that we use a movie from 1993 because that's where stocking sweaters come from. <laughs> you can't, hey, you, you gotta love it. The the sweaters. The sweaters are classic, but I have sweaters that are more recent, a bit of more recent vintage. Like 1999. Okay. No, no this one's good. From, from a few years back. But uh, Now they get really good. Oh, oh good. <laughs> so we have another possible name for Brian Stocking. How about the Game Free Guru, because he hasn't attended an Illinois high school football game since 2009. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't like he that one. He's not happy. He's salty about that one. But, but when is the last time you actually went to an actual game? In Illinois or Iowa? Illinois. In Illinois. I went 2019 to New Minute Riverdale on a Saturday. Hey! Okay. All right. Take that, Mr. Pearson. <laughs> We're just kidding, Stock. We're just kidding. You know your stuff. I have to, you know, I'm here. And, I understand. And, I know. You know, I got to stay with what's going on, you know. The, okay. <laughs> how about, how about based on the uh, paraphernalia you have in front of you, yes. how about the note card know-it-all? Uh, <laughs> I'm not a know-it-all. Really that was really good. I'm that not a really know-it-all. Good. I'm not a know-it-all. I, I admit that freely. I'm not a know-it-all. Okay. Okay. But you are. I'm not. So though. you said you said you attended a Newman game. Yes. Okay. Catholic, Catholic high school in Sterling. So you could be the high bishop of the diocese of biases. <laughs> the what? <laughs> the bishop of biases. The diocese of biases. <laughs> no. No. What? <sighs> no. No. I'm not going to to be a bishop. None of those. Although none of those I have. Stick? A- but, but he does have biases. I, yes. yeah. yeah. I have eaten, though, at Bishop's Restaurant. Okay. Okay. Go on. All right. So, Mitch, what, what do you think we should go with, then? None of the I above. Like pull, I like to pour uh, Brian authority. <laughs> that's, yep, that's a good one. Yeah. The Bishop of the Diocese of Biases. <laughs> I've eaten at Bishop's. That's the best one. No, it's not. I've eaten at Bishop's, though. Eaten back, at Bishop's. Yeah, back in the day when Bishop's was a restaurant. Back in the day. All right, so uh, they have a bishop's in Ottawa. The nicest. I don't think they have a bishop. I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, happens when you're right. a professor? Cuff, remember, uh, Cuff, you remember bishops I do. restaurants? I do. I don't, we're not talking bishops, though. Yeah, uh, so let's talk some high school. All right, we've gone off the rails here. Yes. All right, so all the cursing is out of the way. I think we hope we have all the internet issues are out of the way. We Although think. we gotta get some a bar of soap for Dazzo too. You we know? didn't even cuss yet. Yeah. Yes. Yet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, I, I I default to you first. Let's give us the lead. What are we leading with tonight? Uh, it, it was a big night, right? Um, we had a lot of things to sort out. We had uh, conference crowns to either give outright or in, in the Lincoln Trail. Uh, three teams are the tri-champions, I guess is the term. Um, we have playoff spots that, you know, aren't, aren't official quite until tomorrow but we have a pretty good understanding of how the process works so a lot of teams coming in tonight four and four um some were playing against one another so it was win and get in sort of situations um had a crazy game with quincy and rock island just an absolute barn burner of a game um so yeah there, there was a lot going on um that's you know, we're still waiting for the dust to settle a little bit that we'll find out tomorrow. But um, in, in this week nine, it was as exciting as it ever, you know, as it always is, I should say. Um, and we can uh, we can get into it. There's lots to talk about. I, I think we, we may all agree the game of the night came from the Western Big Six. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Quincy Rocky. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's get into it. I, I saw a little bit. I heard a little bit. Yeah. Stockpile was there. Just got back from Quincy, <laughs> yeah. so laying on the <laughs> sticks. Quincy, uh, I'm sorry, Rock Island went down to Quincy. They had a win to get in. They were up 28 nothing in the second quarter. Then they had a couple injuries. The players came back, got injured again. Um, it was in the backfield. It was backfield injuries. Um, Quincy made it. Quincy caught up. 
They were down 35-21 going into the fourth quarter. They scored uh, three time, four times in a row to make it 47-35. Rocky score with two, under two minutes ago, it was 47-35. Rocky scored late, made it 47-42. They did not recover the onside kick, but they were able to get the ball back with about 30 seconds to go, but you know they had to go the length of the field with no timeouts. And they lose 47-42 to Quincy. An amazing game. And this game is going to knock Rocky out of the playoffs, which I don't think many of us foresaw at the beginning of the season. When was the last time Rocky didn't make the playoffs? Oh, I would say probably, well, no way made it in 2020. I would probably say like 2016 or 17. Um, I think it's just before ben kind of a micro, microcosm of like Rock Island season. So many good things, so many positives, so many highlights, and they just... It's just been unfortunate that they that it seems like a lot has gone against them. I don't say unlucky is the term or but it's snake just, bitten. Yeah, snake bitten would be a good term. Bitten would be a very good And you and you guys agreed on something. Yeah. yeah. So it's just cuz I think it's a good football team. Um I think they've played I mean but those last 2 weeks to have, you know, 14 nothing leads and 28 nothing leads and then to lose in the final minutes and and lose in the fourth quarter. Um but yeah, and Quantarian Brooks was really good. I think Connor Julio's gotten better and better throughout the season. He's only a junior, so there's stuff to build on. But yeah, I mean, obviously a disappointing way to finish the season, and and Rock Island not being in the postseason, um, that's that's not common around here to yeah. say the least. And Joe Allen, his top receiver, is also a junior. I was looking; there are several juniors that are going to be seniors to be combinations that are going to be back next year. You look at Quincy; uh, they got. Uh, Brian Little coming back, and Jack Metemeyer. Rocky has DeLulio and Allen, as we said. UT has Matthew Kelly and Corey Randall. In fact, Randall took the opening kickoff back tonight. There were a ton of kickoff returns, several on the opening kick of the game. Fulton, UT, um, St. Bede had one. Orion had two kickoff returns for touchdowns. I mean, it was a wild night on special teams. Geneseo had uh, A.J. Weller and Jared Neal back. Also, Geneseo won the Western Big Six Sophomore Championship. So that's something. That's new. the news. That's why we bring you here, Stock. And, Genes- and Galesburg will have uh, Amari Rich- uh, Richardson back. The Pioneers get uh, Vandy here back. So, I mean. Vandahiti. Vandahiti, thank you. So I think they've got. <laughs> he I think, could be on a heater, though. But they've got a lot of young talent that's going to be coming back next year. So the, so the future of this conference in the immediate future looks exceptionally bright. Cuff, what uh, what else we got? Every did we get all the scores in um, Western Big well, Six? I don't know if we heard it because I think we were off of Twitter due to your due to your uh, misfortune <laughs> with your mouth. Hey, Camille, just, to keep going. Camille just joined us. Some technical issues <laughs> and like Greg went all like cursing mode and just started. Oh wow! Yeah, you okay. good stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. good. I'm good. What's that, Mitch? Um, just on, on while we're talking about Quincy Rocky, I think one of the big things that really turned the tide, um, for Quincy was when Rocky's Cameron Figs went down with injury. Um, and then Quintarian Brooks did the same late in the fourth. Um, and they were both having really good games. So that, you know, you, you, you certainly have the whole game or some of the game with them, but not to have both of those guys there at the end of the night. Um, it isn't going to help a whole lot, but for for Quincy in the comeback, you know, we talked all all season about how good their passing attack is. But um, Jareus Rice had five touchdowns tonight. He was over 200 yards. He had three touchdowns alone in the fourth quarter. Um, so just kind of a a role reversal, I guess, right with with Quincy. So this was as as much as it was an early Rocky lead. Um, Quincy just kind of did the opposite of what they've been doing. I'm sure Little had a good night. I don't have his numbers, but but Rice, again, had three touchdowns alone in the fourth quarter. I think what's so funny is that we've talked about all, I mean, even before the year started, we talked about how Quincy was young and they have all this talent returning, but Rice wasn't even one of the names that we discussed. Right. And, right. Now it's like, and now it's like, that's another name to add to the things they got coming back. So they're they're an immediate threat looking forward to next year. And this is what they seven and two, right? Yeah, they went seven and two, and they were and, and almost eight and one. They lost uh, against Sterling in overtime. Yeah, that's right. They're a couple plays away from getting that one. So, 
All right, so if we run down, Sterling looked good tonight. Sterling uh, beat UT 63-33. to Moline defeated Geneseo 42-13. Moline has scored 42 points. That's the most they've ever scored against Geneseo on three occasions. 19-20 and now 22. And Galesburg defeated Allman 15-10. 19-20. 19. 2019. 2020 and 2022. I thought you had a stat from 1920. I know. I've had stats before from then. And tonight on WQAD, on the score, you had former Moliner Matthew Bailey calling highlights. Well, yeah, former Moliner Cuff was there. But then also... I've been on it for the past 12 years. You've been on it for a few years, yeah. So, yeah, having Matthew Bailey here grilling, that was cool. Great to have him here. Uh, he was a little nervous about grilling, about doing the show. He but... was afraid that the food wasn't going to taste good. He was literally, <laughs> yeah. like, worried. Yeah. But he did a fantastic he job. We were, it, was, it was nice to have him here, kind of talk to him where he's at as a freshman, uh, making an impact with Illinois already. And uh, we kind of did put him on the spot to see, ask him which uh, coach is better, Bielema or... Morrissey. He towed the line. He towed the line. Very well. <laughs> Very yeah. I, done, yeah. And if he was smart, he would have said, you know, Coach Morrissey. Hey, he Morris, had that media training, okay? Coach, Morris, right. coach Morrissey yeah. is a great high school coach, and Coach Bielema is a great college coach. So that's all you needed to say. Yep, yeah. absolutely. All right, all right, is that it from the Big Six? Do we have Kale Stock? Ryan, he always has more. Kale yes. Ryan had four rushing touchdowns tonight for Sterling and a TD pass. Antonio Tablante also had four rushing touchdowns tonight for the Golden Warriors. Let me tell you. So, hold on. That's like nine. Yeah, they scored a lot of points. They scored sixty-three. Yeah. yeah. Woo! It's good math. Good math. math. Hard. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about. It's just you know, it's week nine. You got to play your best. Tonight was not my night. It's still. It's no? still not my night. What? So what? I had a great. I had a great shot. Oh, first let's start at the beginning. I bring a microphone, wireless microphone, yeah. to plug into my phone, to um to get the mic'd up with Coach Schlemmer. Mm-hmm. So I get in there, I had tested it before I walked up there, get in the locker room, I test it again, have him put it on, I'm like, I don't think I'm hearing any audio. So I take it back from him, turn it, it's on, it's ready to go, get the whole mic'd up, John Schlemmer kills it, because he always does kill it on the mic'd ups, then I get done, and I listen to it, and it's silent. Nothing there. So I got nothing out of that. Don't you just hate when you got a video that's got great audio and you can't hear it? Man, I couldn't. Did that happen tonight on the show? That never happens. So then, so then I get down on the field. I get this cool opening cutaway shot of the opening kickoff, and I didn't hit record. So we got this. (laughs) Are you a rookie? Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, this was not rookie. Was not my night. So hey, bad things happen in threes. Oh, there so you hit go. one, two, and <laughs> yeah. three. And then you and lost. Then, and then we lost internet, and I dropped so that, bombs on the... That's good, though, because that means tomorrow, well, you won't have your third tomorrow. Like that's, you've hit three today. No, you'll have a, your only single tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, Stock, are we moving into the Three Rivers? I also covered a Three Rivers game tonight. Did you cover your alma mater, though? Did not cover my alma mater, no. All right. Uh, speaking of which, your alma mater, Ottawa Marquette, That's big win at Sherrard. They beat Sherrard forty to seven. I saw that. Yep. Yep. Morrison making the playoffs. Mitch Stormer's team. They beat Erie Prophetstown twenty five fourteen. Yep. Rockridge denies Orion a playoff spot, beating them forty nine to eighteen. Orion had two kickoff returns for touchdown in that game. Saint B defeated Mendota thirty nine to twenty. Hall defeats Bureau Valley forty four to thirty four. Kiwani with the upset of the night. They shock Newman ten to seven, and Princeton defeats Monmouth Roseville forty eight to nothing. Uh, let's go back to Morrison, the game I was at. It's I, I know they made the playoffs in twenty nineteen, and uh, they were a, a first round and done. I believe or no, no they, they, went, went, they, they, they they won went, a game. You're right, they did win a game in did nineteen. Did they get to like the quarters? They went to the quarters, lost to, uh, went to the quarters in nineteen. Okay, there we go. So okay, I was corrected. Anyway, my point is, they made it in 19, but before then, and then even last year, they were 2-7. and seven. So there's been struggles, but, I mean, going after they had won a state title. Right. Being back there today, playing in a, in a, a matchup against 4-4 four and four teams, like, it was great. It felt like Morrison football felt, like, really big, like, tonight. And that's great, because that, you go back to 09 and 2011, when week in and week out, that was a must-go. You had to see a game in Morrison, because it was so awesome. It was great. And back when Mitch Stormer was quarterback, you had to see a game in Morrison. Right. So anyway, Mitch, it was good to be back. You were getting updates from your mom, Mitch? Yeah. I had, I, had, I mentioned earlier in the week, I said, you know, if she doesn't, you know, go to many games, I said, you know, if you're not doing anything, Morrison's playing on Friday, they 
if they win, they'll get in the playoffs. And, and she didn't tell me anything until she sent me a picture of, uh, of kickoff. So yeah, she was, she was in the stands for the first time in a while. So, um, yeah, like you mentioned, obviously they had a great year in 2019, went to the quarters. Um, and there was, there was a lull, uh, before that, you know, uh, you know, always a team that doesn't have a lot of numbers, um, but seemingly recently they've been getting the most out of who they get out. You know, Coach Schneider's done a really good job of coming in in his second season. Um, you know, this was the first year that he had a full off season with the team. He came in late to the game last season. So um, a team with only four seniors, so a team that I think is going to be good next year too, or at least has all the, the makings to be to be good. So, um yeah, always good for any any team, not just not just Morrison. We're just using them as an example, but um, you know, any team that kind of goes through those those highs and lows to get back into the playoffs is always a cool feeling. Good for the community and uh, another good team in the one A bracket. So that'll be exciting to see where they land tomorrow night. They, you kind of referenced it. I was really impressed. They have a lot of underclassmen that have a lot of football talent. They're gonna be they're gonna be good next year. They're gonna be good for the next couple years. The play, maybe the most interesting wild play I've seen all year this year, and if Jace Grunder listens to this, I felt terrible that I had to put it in as a highlight. He runs off about 50 yards, weaving across the field, a fantastic run, gets down to the two-yard line right as he's about to cross the goal line. Credit to, I believe it was Brady Anderson. I'd have to yep. look. Yeah, was it Brady Anderson? Uh, I, I didn't see it, but I know that that is a name on the Morrison roster. Yes, he, he, he's a freshman, chases yeah. down Grunder, knocks the ball out, rolls through the end zone for a touchback. Oh, I oh felt man. terrible for Grunder. I felt terrible for Grunder, but on the flip side, I got to show the highlight because Anderson hustled all the way downfield and did not quit on the play. It was awesome to see from Morrison's perspective it was just a, it was a crazy play, and just you see, you know, you see that hard work and determination. That's nice. what WQAD stands yeah. for. Good plug. Good plug. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, it was Brady, it was Brady Anderson. Brady Anderson. It was, uh, and they're talking to a lot of people out there on the sidelines. He's a really exciting athlete to watch, and so, you know, only a freshman, and with wow. a lot of pieces around him. So, um, I, I will say that all of the Andersons competed at state track, all of them. Okay. So he, he joins a long list of his brothers and his dad uh, of speed, so that is not uh, anything abnormal. Um, real quick, before we move on to the track, I wanted to bring up two things back on the Western Big Six, um, because I know that Riley Fuller is listening at the moment, so I wanted to give him a quick shout-out. He had a big night, 306 total yards, four touchdowns, a big part of uh, Moline's offense. They racked up 592 yards of offense. In the Sterling game, Kale Ryan, as, as Stock kind of mentioned, he had 350 total yards and four touchdowns, five touchdowns, sorry, four on the ground and another pass. So just wanted to shout out Riley Fuller and Kale Ryan on big, big, uh, big numbers tonight. And Moley's now won 15 straight. Big That's six right. Games. Thank you, that, Brian Stocking, for giving us that last week. And that 14. ties the conference record by Allman. Who had fifteen back or Allman? Yes, that's why I said. Allie really? Bates. So they're they're on the ver so next year if they win one big six game, the, the, opener. the, the first the opener there would set a new record. Yeah, because uh, from 04 to 06, the Pioneers won fifteen straight. And the big six has been around a while. So Since if you're breaking a, if you're breaking a record in the big six, that's well done. Pretty impressive. Yeah, but I want to get back to uh, Morrison. Yes, I think it, it, you know you there was that lull. Where they had, where they were struggling with like 17, 18 players on the roster, and you weren't sure. And then they had that one season of 2019, and then you know they had a couple bad years there, where you weren't sure if that if that was just a one-time thing or not. I think them coming in and getting the playoffs this year is extraordinary. That they that they have that commitment and that ability to get the most out of their uh, roster, and hopefully this will allow that that uh, getting the playoffs will spark some depth in the future years because this is a school and a program that really is small school football in Illinois. If you when you if you write the history of small school football in Illinois, you have to have a part to the Morrison Mustangs. Now their their low numbers though were because they didn't have a lot of boys in those classes. It wasn't because they weren't going out. Mm -hmm. They just had low numbers in the classes. But still, that you know, the, I understand what you're saying, but don't make there. it sound like people weren't going out. I wasn't Those, trying. They to... were going out. They just didn't have the the numbers. Getting back to this this history book about 
Illinois high school football. Is there a... Who's writing it? <laughs> okay, Stocking's going to write it, of course. Uh, Mitch, do you have any like high-resolution photos you can send to submit in the book? From old, like old school Morrison games. No, like of you. Of you, yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, I'm sure I've got some somewhere. Okay, stocking. Mate, write that down so we can make sure we get that. Okay. All right. Are we are we done at the track? What else we got in the track? Well, Rock Ridge. Start in the track. I, okay. I, <laughs> okay, I, okay, let's go. About, okay, let's, let's go. Let's talk about Spring Valley Hall. Yes, Mac Resetich. Six six touchdowns. He goes over two thousand on the year. 2,000 touchdowns? That's got to be some kind of record. He's my first pick for fantasy then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I said that on, on Twitter, um, I said that on, on the last week's show, we kind of had that discussion about Resetich versus Tegan Davis for player of the year. Yes. And he didn't do anything but harm the argument for, for that for him. Again, six touchdowns. He scored on the ground, through the air, and he had a kick return tonight. So, um, again, 2,000 2, yards for the year. And as mentioned, Hall was one and eight last season, and uh, now they're back in the playoffs. That's a kid that I, I mean, not just for him, but for the whole program, but for the effort and for the job he's done this year. Good for him that he gets a playoff game. Whether they win or lose in that first round, or what they move, what they do from here on out, at least they've earned a playoff spot. They get a week ten, you know, like man, it, that's that's great. It is great, but the only sad thing is, is that but, Hall is going to be in class four A. I know that, class yeah. Because yeah. they are in with uh, because of Putnam County it bumps up their enrollment, so they'll be in class four A, which I think would be the highest class opponent they'll face all year. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you look at what Resetich has done. Oh my goodness! I mean, tonight a kickoff return for a touchdown. Four TD, four TD rushes, TD I think pass. Mitch already went through this. I know, but the game was, <laughs> I know, but I'm going to say it anyway. The, back, the game was back and forth, back and forth. It was BV took the lead, then Hall, BV. I think Hall took a 26-21 lead, and BV, to their credit, never quit in this game. They kept it close. And just came up a little short. <laughs> Can you imagine if this was a podcast with only Stocking and Mitch? They would just repeat the same things over and over again. <laughs> I was going to say, there's got to be a joke in there somewhere, right? <laughs> I think Stock could just talk until 3 o'clock. He could. He could. Uh, You you could just do a podcast talking to yourself. Uh, No, then people would not listen. I know that. Oh, no. Dazza would listen. All right, of course (laughs) he would. Yeah, he'd have to listen. John Brady tonight, four touchdown runs. St. Bede is going to be uh, 7-2. Maybe they'll get a home playoff game. Yep, probably. Yep. Mitch, what else stood out to you in the track? Let me give you the biggest uh, note of the night here from the Rock Ridge game. Yes. Um, and not so much the game, but Rock Ridge itself. Uh, Rock Ridge is in the Savory 16. Oh, yeah. Um, which is for the best pork chop named by the IHSA and the Illinois uh, Pork right. Producers Association. So the winner of that is announced tomorrow night. So if, if nothing else out of this podcast is relevant, this should be the one thing because Rock Ridge should be the winner of this. <laughs> should be, but I don't think they won last year. I think it was Normal Community or somebody like that won last year. So. Maybe. Were they in the running last year, They too? were in the running last year as well. Yeah. All right. Kiwani upsets Newman 10-7 to with a late field goal. Um, that is a shocker. Newman was going to look at going 6-3. and three. Now they're 5-4. and four. And Princeton, 30-1 and one in their last 31 regular season games. They roll the night 48-0. This is a scary, they are a scary outfit. A scary. <laughs> is that what we say about your unis sometimes? I wouldn't call no. their uniforms a scary outfit. They look good. Fear yeah. the stripes. Fear, I, fear, fear the, the stripes. Stri- you better fear the stripes if you get if you if they're in your bracket. What did Tegan Davis do tonight? I think he only had maybe one or two TD runs. I didn't see. I couldn't only. I couldn't see the. He played past the second quarter. I believe he did. Um, I had the did game. He I, into the, third the game quarter. was in you no on you. The game was on YouTube. Time. But I couldn't. But the camera angle was too uh, too obscure to see numbers really. Okay. Okay. All right. But I think my point is, and I mean, Resetich has had a great season. I don't know if Tegan Davis, because they've been up by so many. I mean, he played nine games, but did he play in the second half of many of them? I think there were m- no. multiple games where he was out by the fourth quarter, if not the third that's, quarter. I think that's my. Yeah. That's what he said. That's, yeah. that's my whole point. Yeah. So. I know there was at least two times he was pulled uh, at halftime because they were up so uh, by yep. such large margins. No, it'll be interesting. So they'll be the uh, 
They'll be the number one seed. They will be the number one seed in class They'll three be 3A on the north side, and that bracket is loaded. That north loaded. side bracket. Although Stillman Valley got beat tonight. Stillman Valley was 8-0. They got upset. So, really? By yeah. Genoa Kingston. Genoa Kingston, who is pretty good. I think, I think they're like 7-2, and two, so it's, that's right. a good team as well. But Princeton, uh, 21 points in the first quarter tonight. And they that's what they do. 35 minutes at halftime. What was it after that? 30, it was Katie Bar the door. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was Katie yes, Bar the door early. I don't know what that means. Well, it means say it. Katie's locked the door. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. sometimes it sounds like you're saying Kitty Barn Door. No, not Kitty. <laughs> no, not Kitty Barn Door. Katie Bar the door. Bar Mitch, do you know okay, what so Katie Bar the door means? Thank nope. God. Thank you. I have to, I have to I'm not this. alone. Princeton will be at home next week. Yeah, I'm probably shotgunning that game to cover. Because I've been introduced to a new pie place in Princeton, yeah. Myrtles. So anybody listening to this in Princeton knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like, my wife didn't even tell me about this. We were, went to Chicago over Christmas. And on the way back, we were going to go 88. We ended up going 80. And I'm like, oh, you probably wanted to go 88 because you wanted to probably shop. And she's like, no, just as long as we stop in Princeton and get Myrtles pies. I'm like, huh? And she, it's the best pies you will ever eat in your entire life. In fact... If I'm there next Saturday, I'm going to stop and get pies, and I'll bring it back. And you what guys if they play pies. Friday? Princeton. Even better. Princeton. <laughs> we can have pies during the podcast. Princeton usually plays on Friday nights uh, the first uh, round true. or two. Well, I don't know if I'll be there, but I'll probably have somebody get a pie for me. It might be a little too far for me to go on a Friday. But anyways, anything else stock in the uh, Three Rivers? Not no, that. forget stock. Mitch, <laughs> anything else in the Three Rivers? Uh, I don't know. I think we covered it all. All, all right. good there. Better be careful. You might get a cow pie. Oh, oh here, we, there we go. Jeez, is that poop? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. Oh, all right. I bet you never thought I'd just, say poop on your just, podcast, yeah. did you? Well, not, this is not the worst thing that's been said yeah, on this podcast. Yeah, so. That's very true. All right. Because, because stocking got a poop reference, Mitch, you go through the track scores. We just did that. Not, not, okay. Sorry, LTC. There we go. All right. Uh, as mentioned, the LTC, the way it shook out was the top three um, all beat one another in the regular season. Neither of the three was 2-0 and against the other ones, so we are left with tri-champions. Um, and I do have the actual like rule breakers that the IHSA will use to determine who the, the quote-unquote conference rep is, but it gets into math, and I'm not about to even begin to try that. <laughs> so, uh, Mercer County wins, big one. I did not expect this. 43 nothing over Anna and Weathersfield. Um, Knoxville gets the win, 55-20 to over Rova Williamsfield in Stark County. This was, a, this was a big game. Nice win for the Rebels to get back in the playoffs. 49-12 to uh, 12 over Princeville. And United, and then United, United. The last stock I know you were trying to track this down. The last I saw was twenty-eight seven United. I never saw a final. Final was twenty-eight seven Red Storm. Okay. So the Red there Storm end on a high note. There you go. They won one other one. Yeah, they they won. They won two, two games, games. Years. Yeah. So yeah. what kind of damage can Mercer County do in two A? Yeah, I think right. Great they, question. They were very good tonight. I was listening to that game on WRMJ. Colby Cox had uh, three touchdown rushes and a TD pass. Owen Relander, they said that you right? got it. Relander, yeah, yes. there we go. Uh, two touchdown runs and a TD reception. They took Anawan Weathersfield's lunch and took them to school. I mean, it was twenty. It was uh, it was like twenty. It was thirty six nothing at halftime. And then it was and Katie barred the door. Katie barred the door in the second quarter when uh, after when they outscored him like. Uh, so twenty. Yeah. If you look at nothing. Mercer County, they've lost to an extremely good Prairie Central team. Yeah, and they also lost to Knoxville. Knoxville. Down at yep. Knoxville by like seven, ten, ten. 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 Might have been this. Did that start the LTC schedule? Is that the yeah. first that game? Was their the first. LTC LTC and they have impressive victories where they. I mean, Farmington very impressive. Farmington's very impressive. So, um, yeah, seven and two. They should be home next week. The I, they might very well be home. Um, I know that this year they've had three shutouts and back-to-back shutouts for the first time in the LTC since 2013 that they've done that. They are a very they are going to be a tough out regardless of whether they're home or away in, in round one. Just looking at the three A, I'm sorry, the two A playoff standings, we potentially could get a rematch of last year's first round game. Really between. 
Mercer County, County and, and Newman. Newman. Oh, potentially, potentially. A couple other teams out there they could potentially face. Elmwood Brimfield. Um and maybe El Paso Gridley, as I'm looking at it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just kind of trying to look through here. But with, with Sterling Newman losing yeah. and going to five and four, they're at seven and two. Possibly that with, could happen with Merco and with that new with the LTC sort of joining up with the Prairie Land for that in that scheduling uh, a combination. There, I mean, is Elwood and Merco going to be in the same? Uh, side with the because I think it's gonna be split. Yeah, between they, big and small. They split between big and small schools, so I think that Mercer County moves over to the big school side, and they might be with one other LTC member, but then the rest would be Prairie Land. So, so, so this could be a, a coming attraction if they would play Elmwood. It that, could be. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they they kind of bookend their season with their best wins. They beat Farmington in week yes. one, and then they end with this win over Anawan Weathersfield. So I think, you know, that's huge momentum coming into the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, I think Mercer County looks good. Knoxville so. also looked very good tonight. Um, Rowe Williamsfield is a very good team, and they yep. uh, took them apart 55-20. Yep. And how about Stark County getting yeah. back in the playoffs? That's nice. exciting. It's very good to see Stark County. Stark County, another traditional longtime yep. team that we've seen in the playoffs many times. Been a little, a little bit of a downturn lately, but they uh, were able to reverse it this year. They're five and four. They're in the playoffs. First time they're in the playoffs since 2016, 17? 15 or something, yeah. yeah. It was right around in there when they won or they got to the state championship. State championship game. was yeah. 15, I think. Yeah, they Dang. were 9 know that year, I believe. Yeah. Remember that, Camille? Yeah. <laughs> she's so, I, I believe, she's so I believe living Greg and I went to that game. Yeah, I, I was at, uh, yeah, it might have been at the state championship game. Yeah. yeah. Together or did like. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, we were okay. both working here. I didn't know if you were yeah. working against each other and you yelled at him. <laughs> no, well, Greg no. and I have never yelled at no, each other. No, actually, no. No, just you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even there and he, he deserved it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Stock, anything yes. else? Mitch, anything else in the LTC? That's it. That's all I've got. Oh, all right. Wow. Northwest Upstate Illini. Um, I have Galena beating West Carroll, 67 to nothing. Fulton defeats Dakota, 48-26. A great game for Balin Damhoff. Uh, Forreston. Stro- uh, Forreston gave Lee Wynn a struggle. That was a game, and yeah. 28-14. Lee Wynn finally pulled away in the third quarter, one, uh, 28-14. And Mitch can probably update this one. The last score I have from Dupec Stockton was Dupec was up 41-12 to in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was the final. Here we go. Um, yeah, so Kyle from NUICfootball.com is big on Forest or Forreston. They finish are they five and four, Mitch? They are five and four, yeah. They they could be a tough out because I think that the NUIC is a gauntlet like we talk about every year. And they've played some of these teams tough. And if you play Lena Winslow tough, you got something going for you. So that that's an interesting team to watch come come that first round playoff. Yeah, the, from what I was seeing on NUIC football, it was not. It, this was a very tough game for Lee Wynn because Forreston kept their coal, kept their feet to the coals all night and kept it a close game. And they were up uh, for a majority of that first quarter. Yeah. It was eight six into this deep into the second quarter. Also, I believe. Yeah. So uh, good job by Forreston. Lee Wynn, though. <laughs> I want to see that you see them in your bracket. You better uh, be figuring about when to uh, when to call in the helmets the next day. Yes, sir. <laughs> you better be calling Katie to see if she's got doors to bar. You want to bar it before she gets there. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, eight man scores. We were yeah, we there we yet? Got, are we, we there? Some, yeah, we got West Central being Amboy the one versus two. West Central sixty eight to thirty. Wow! Yeah, Amboy, I didn't they're know. the real deal. You might be covering them in a state championship game. You know, Amboy, they were talking about uh, Tucker, Tucker Lindemeyer. Um, he wasn't going to play today, but they're hoping that they can get him back for the playoffs. With That'd be that, a big ad for with them. that hamstring injury. Polo defeats Akron sixty-six to twenty-two. Polo led forty-six to six at the end of the first quarter over Aquin. The last two first quarters, the Marcos have scored in the first quarter of the last two games. 102 points. In the wow. first quarter? In the first quarter Holy alone. They scored, 50, oh. they scored 56 last week against FCW, 46 tonight against Aquin. Um, last night, AFC qualifies for the playoffs. They defeated 
Rockford Christian Life, 44 to 16. I did not see uh, any scores from BPC West Prairie, Peoria Heights Pawnee, or uh, Hi Hiawatha versus Alden Hebron. Like Alden Hebron? Yes. <laughs> uh, Hiawatha won that one 56 to 28. Um, the big one, not in our area, but big one in eight man was uh, Cantor Lutheran, who is unbeaten and still unbeaten. They beat Milford Cisna Park 54 to 40. Didn't Milford beat Amboy early in the season? Cur yes. Yes. Believe so. Yeah. Um, tomorrow in the uh, eight-player, um, a good game. St. Thomas Moore takes on Milledgeville. Also, you have FCW versus Ridgewood. Ridgewood could go to 8-1 with a win. Mm -hmm. um, Farmer City travels to Galva, and River Ridge takes on Orangeville. I know Dazzo is going to be tuned into the Farmer City-Galva game. Why are you just calling me out like I'm some <laughs> schmuck? I'm not. I, I know that you're going to be interested in that one. Yeah, I am going to be. <laughs> yeah, I am going to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, I will be in the Ridgeview game. Let, hey, Ridge, let us Ridge know. Let, let me yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. Let, let me know when one of the other one of the other one of us can talk. Says you're, go ahead. This okay. is the stockpile show. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. Go ahead, Dazzo. No, I'm good. Uh, so tomorrow, playoff pairings are announced. Uh, 7 or 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. A.M.? Uh, no, eight o'clock p.m. Yeah. Uh, I will be I will be heading up to NUIC country to go live for a playoff show on YouTube with Kyle, Kyle. Nice. and uh, several other um, local area celebrities. Yes, yeah, people who know high school football. So where are you going up? At, where are you going to? You're going to Kyle's house. Okay, I didn't know yeah. if, like there was an establishment up there or if there was a, a restaurant or anything. Nope. So we'll be we we'll live at Kyle's house. He's got a. He's got the uh, set up there, and he's got like five microphones, and got it all all set up. I will and help. I will help you out. I get the IHSA pairings early. Uh, I am now a media They're, member as well, you, so I will so get, you them. get them early. Yeah, embargoed, of course. Exactly. Out, yeah. but okay. Yes. As long as you get yeah. them, I, that's great. Now, yep. Camille, are you getting the pairings, or yeah? If I get them, she will have them. Okay. There she, there you go. Jeez. So, oh, no. she was in Neyland Stadium last week. Okay, hold, we're getting oh, to that. Right, so right. anyway, so anyone listening, if you're listening to this Saturday morning, or if you're listening to it live right now, go to NUIC Football on YouTube. You can find a link to the video. It's already up there. It's ready and waiting to go. We're going live at seven o'clock. I bet we'll be live through like nine thirty or ten. So it's gonna be awesome because all these guys know a ton of stuff about all the small school football from 8-man up to 3A, and we'll be talking about all the brackets. So it's the place to get all the information. Now, let's talk about Tennessee knocking off Bama and Camille's running down the stairs, and she's having the best moment of her life, and then what happened? And then I ate it. <laughs> and she had the worst moment of her life. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell us the story here. Give us, give us the scene. Tell us what happened here. Um, where to even begin? Um, so my parents have season tickets, so we were in the last row of the lower bowl, and um, me and my dad, I mean, like, my mom always tells stories of when I was a baby, he would have me, like, in his lap screaming at, at the TV at Tennessee. So, I mean, I think I knew Rocky Top before I knew my own name, probably. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so you guys all know how it ended, right? Obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Field goal as time expires, so me and my dad are sitting there, and holding hands, you know, closing our eyes, like, oh, my God, is this about to happen? And they make it, and we're, like, jumping up and down. I give them a hug, and I'm like, all right, peace. Like, I got to go. Because <laughs> I knew we were we were so far back um, that if I was going to make it on the field, I had to legit sprint. So I was sprinting, sober, of course. Okay, <laughs> sober. good, good. Uh, yeah, and then fell down 15 at least steps. Oh. And then got up, I was like, oh, but I was like, nope, I'm on a mission. Is there any any chance there's any video of this? <laughs> Probably. Oh. I honestly was kind of surprised that like I woke up the next day and like didn't see myself, but that's a good thing. So you have a picture with the goalpost. I got to sign awesome. the goalpost. Yeah, that was awesome. Before it was thrown in the river. Yeah, this was after it was already ripped off. I didn't partake in the ripping <laughs> of the goalpost. I was more like at the 50-yard line, and I was just like taking it all in. Oh, that's amazing. It was awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And the Tennessee River is where the goalposts are deposited. I'm right? sure the university pulled it out. They wouldn't just let it sit there. Well, why? Why the river? Apparently, it's attrition. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, how many, the, how many times? Or like, what are you how, yeah. How many times has a goalpost been put in the river? I think when you beat 
Or I guess when you would storm the field, I guess. Okay. Uh, Which doesn't right. happen often? Well, clearly. I, I mean, I have never been a part of one, so. Well, yeah, I was they haven't been very good in a while, have they? Uh, we were 5-0 and oh my my junior year. And we played five games? That's cool. <laughs> we started 5-0. and oh, Thank you, Randazzo. But you know what? They laid out, out after that. How'd yeah. that laid out? Uh, <laughs> I think we won a bowl game. Okay. Better I don't than know. How, I don't know. I, I, I'm just could, I couldn't tell you where we went. But um, what's crazy, actually, is I realized this the other day. In the last almost calendar year, I've been a part of three stormings. When Kentucky beat Florida, I covered that game. When Illinois beat Iowa for a Big Ten championship, covered that game. Basketball. And basketball, basketball yes. And then uh, Tennessee, Alabama. And let me tell you, yes. storming as a fan okay. is so much better than with a camera. So much okay. better than with a camera. I know what you're getting at because I saw a video, and that was the first thing I thought it was like, I saw one of the guys getting the shot, mm-hmm. and I was like, as soon, before it even happened, I was like, it's terrifying. in my head, I started thinking, oh my God, if I was in his shoes, like, what would I do? It's like, terrifying. knowing that you have to get the shot yeah. and then immediately react. You have to get a shot and then get out. Yeah. yeah. Like, when, yeah. when I was in State get out, last though. year, uh, Camille was at one end, and not Camille, Celia yeah. was at one end, and I was at the other. And we happened to just, of all the people, we see each other at mid midfield, and you had already gotten what you needed at that point. And then, like, I, she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, take the camera off your shoulder and, like, get to the tunnel or whatever. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, no, that, that camera's way more important than, like, getting a shot or something like that. So, um, but, yeah, it's bad. Do you remember at that game when the Penn State player was running off and he trucked the oh, Iowa fan? Awesome. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> was, that was Michigan. That was Michigan? Yeah, that was great. 2017, 2016. <laughs> just flat out trucked. And you could tell the Michigan guy, like, wanted to do it. He was like, okay, get this guy out of the way. So, but I got to the, when the Iowa-Penn State game, I just got to the tunnel. And I got, I handed my camera up to a kid, which is probably a terrible idea. And I, <laughs> oh, and I climbed into the stands because that was closer. And then I got a great shot of like them all going into the yeah. tunnel, and I got that that good view. It's, it's just a good thing I'm athletic. It's terrifying though, because like for when I was at State Farm Center, I remember a photographer next to me was like, "They're gonna storm." And when you're on a court, there's nowhere to go. I mean, we lit, we had yeah. to run. You have to go in the middle, and then you're just kind of like. <laughs> If I die, I die. Like, this uh, is it. 20 years ago when Iowa State beat Nebraska. Yes, we oh, Here we go. Mother Stockpile was part of a field storming. I was in the press box, and she stormed the field. At Iowa State, they, when they tore down, when they used to be able to tear down the goalpost, they threw them into Lake Laverne. So, Do you uh, guys goalpost... remember in 20, 2002, I think it was, Iowa beat Minnesota at the Old Dome. And the Iowa fans, the yeah. Iowa fans in at the Metrodome tore down, tore down, the, I do you remember and that. they tried to take it out of the Metrodome. <laughs> yeah. and they couldn't get out of the Metrodome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was it was hilarious. Awesome. It was like That's 2002. Terrible. My favorite, my favorite viral video of well, if if one surfaces of Camille falling, then that'll be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. But until that is surfaces, my favorite <laughs> is them hauling out the goalposts and there's a guy like riding it like a horse yeah. and he's like he's like directing traffic yeah. he's like calling out where they're going next like this guy totally took control of it like I'm gonna get us out of here it was Ownership. awesome and Minnesota, and Minnesota I think sent Iowa the bill for the goalposts it's like you yeah. guys got beat you should be paying for your own goalposts I think in hindsight if I had been like what's my plan for storming <laughs> I would have run straight to the goalpost and been a part of that but it's okay. All that to say, if you ever or if you're at a college football game and you're a part of that, go get on the field. Like it's yeah. just something you'll never yeah. forget. I'm sure you weren't the only one that fell. Oh my! So I'm the maid of honor in a wedding in June. My best friend from college, her fiance, tore his ACL oh. trying to hop over the wall. I saw other people trying to hop over. They like get stuck and they can't like get their yeah. feet over. And, and it was. And my yeah. dad really wanted to, but he's like, Camille, I'm 63. Like, uh, I don't know. That's rolling the dice. So I'm like, it's. He did it in '83 when we beat uh, Bear Bryant. So he was like, I'm just gonna. And that was the last time. '82. Sorry, stop. Oh my gosh, Jesus the fact Christ. that he knew that is amazing. I know. And Tennessee got nailed with a hundred thousand dollar fine because this was, was their second violation. Their first violation was 16 years ago when they beat Florida in basketball. Isn't there a statute of limitations, SEC, or are you that hard up for cash? <laughs> <laughs> it's the stockpile show, baby. Yep. Yep. He reminds me of a. He reminds me of Dick Vitale, like a, 
I don't know. Never mind. I'm gonna. Do <laughs> I'm ejecting. Get a T.O., baby. Time out. Rock and roll. All right, Mitch. You got anything else? We always give. We always What's tell up, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, here. it's it's best to just take it all in and not try to. It yeah. is almost two o'clock in the morning for Mitch. No. Yeah. <laughs> So Mitch, what's bed. what's the plan for tomorrow? You're gonna be like hungered down watching the watching the brackets be unveiled. Yeah. Um, hopefully, get that uh, that early access perk that I hear about, and that way I can see them. Um, and then it'll be kind of crunch time for our our Monday night show, where we'll we'll break it down a little bit even further, at least for our teams. So. Um, yeah, we always talk about this being our favorite time of the year. So uh, we we say adios to some of you know majority of the teams, I guess at least half of them. Um, but uh, excited to keep talking about some of these teams for uh, at least one more week. You might say it's the most wonderful time of the year. I would say that. That's that's a little that's a little tease ahead for uh, for something that might be coming on Twitter in a couple of days. From uh, recalling last year, the video we dropped last year, Mitch. I the, remember uh, it, yeah. Yeah, so we may have a we have an updated version of that coming soon. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, yeah. All right, what else do we got, Stock? Well, I have no other scores to add at this wow. point. But, so, uh, so he's got nothing. Good talk, Good night. Macomb, though, finishes unbeaten. He defeated Alina West, 46 to nothing. Good year Good year for Macomb. The Bombers. Dazzle. I'm good. You look you look done. Yeah. Cuff. I'm just ready for the playoffs to begin. Next five weeks going to be fun. Exactly. We're here. We're here. All right, Mitch, uh, I'm sure we'll talk tomorrow. Boys, have a good weekend. Camille, Lady. you too. Camille, yeah. have a good Lady. weekend. Lady. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. No more, uh, no more cuss words. Thanks to everybody who's still listening. We do have some listeners live on Twitter, so that's fun. Nice. Yeah, I'm that's not even great. gonna, not even gonna end it with any expletives. So we're, we got those out of the way. Thank Sweet. goodness. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone. Listens, we'll be back. Uh, oh, watch tomorrow. NUIC football on YouTube, and the regular podcast will be up on Monday or Tuesday morning. So, all right, Mitch, we'll talk soon. All right, thanks everybody. Yep. See ya. <laughs>